welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck here with Barnabas Piper and uh, without for another week, uh, Ronald J. Martin. So it's a little uh, it's a little roomier here in the studio, Barnabas. You know, we can we can stretch out a bit, you know. It is. Do you, is is Ronnie still enjoying the the coffee beach view? I feel like I saw something from him at a Sandra McCracken concert, maybe uh, recently. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't even know, know. who that is. Who is Sandra McCracken? Uh, she's a musician. She does. She actually does a really. You, you'd probably like her music. She she does a lot of uh, old hymns, but in sort of like a, a folksy acoustic way. Got a really okay. unique voice. Um, but I feel like I saw him post something from from a show that she was doing. Um, I may have to. To, to Facebook stalk him and find out. So he's gotten he's gotten off the beach. We're to understand he's gotten off the beach and away from the coffee mug enough to at least go to a venue to hear some uh, some music. Yeah, life's rough. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe maybe he just retweeted somebody from that, but we'll just say he's there. He's there anyway. That's way more interesting than, than uh, whatever well, he's the, actually the, doing. The whole thing is fascinating. You yes. know what he's doing on his vacation. I mean, I can't think. Well, of You anything. know what? Hey, people are keen on the lives of celebrities. They want to know all of the mundane details, you know, who are they having lunch with? Yes. You know, here's a picture of Ronnie buying a Starbucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's and, – and what was he wearing? Like why does he have the sunglasses on? Is that a baby bump? Like what's, uh, what's going why on? Why does he have there? a jacket on when it's 112 degrees outside? Ex- yeah. yeah. I mean he's – as, is it covering up track marks on his arms? Is it? Uh, exactly. I mean, is it a fashion statement? What is this? Exactly, man. Exactly. Weight loss technique, perhaps. Well, dude. Speaking of celebrities, and I and dude, I know you got a sponsorship. Do you want to do the sponsor now, or you want to do it at the end? Uh yeah, we can just knock it out now. Uh, dude, let's knock it out now because I got a bi- I got a huge celebrity thing to talk about. Oh, all right. Well, yes. Uh, let's let's knock. I'm this- so excited about it. I almost ca- I can't uh, I can't hold my tongue, but I want to. I want to get your sponsor thing in first. All right. Well, yeah, we, we certainly uh, we, we don't want to bury the lead with the uh, celebrity thing, but let's get this out of the way first. So um, <laughs> my own personal full-time job is is going to sponsor this episode. So that would be Lifeway Leadership. That's the team I work on at Lifeway. And the thing that I wanted to mention to listeners is that this fall, uh, October 13th and 14th, we're hosting a conference here in Nashville called the Pipeline Conference, and it's specifically designed to help church leaders – learn how to build leadership development structures into their church. So training volunteers, training um, kind of at every level. So uh, greeters, nursery workers, all the way up through staff and executive staff level. Tom Rayner is speaking. Paul Tripp is speaking. Tripp Lee is speaking. Eric Geiger, Kerry Newhoff, um, and, and a variety of others. I will be co-hosting it with Todd Adkins. He's the guy I do the five leadership questions podcast with the other one that I co-host. So if you go to myleadershippipeline.com, you can find out more about that conference. For those of you who listen, who are in church leadership, it's one that would be really beneficial to you. It's something we've set up to try to be practical as opposed to the kind of conferences that we often mock on this show, which are kind of a, just a preach off. So this is, this is designed to be a two day practical training coaching thing for church leadership teams. So go to myleadershippipeline.com and check that out. I would really appreciate it if a bunch of you signed up. Um, it would make me uh, it would make me feel really good, and that's really what this is about: is me feeling good. So sponsorship over. Baby, I love it. Now, is pipeline was that at all like a play on your name? <laughs> you're kind of the you're the headliner, as it were. I, I wish that would be really cool. No, the I mean, yeah, is- yeah, Trip Lee, whatever. But we got uh, we got Barnabas Piper. Yeah, I know, and we've got we've got Paul Tripp's mustache. But 
Piper is is way more interesting, even though he's not like that Piper. No, it's uh, it's it's about it's about building a leadership pipeline in your church. So thus the term pipeline. I like it, baby. I like it. Now, so celebrity speak- stuff. Let's get to the important business. <laughs> right. Speaking of people building networks and in pipelines and and such things, uh, you you texted me not not all that long ago, man. This was this was a breaking news item. Yes. So after we had our production meeting this morning. Uh, meaning after we sent the two texts that we send in the morning before we record, um, you sent me some breaking news, which is uh, DC Talk is getting back together for a cruise. Um, you now, can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. And now we've done some mock cruises on the show before. We so have. I've been cruise director on a couple of these, man, and I've planned some itineraries and uh, so forth. But – um, sort of in a life imitating art kind of way, these guys, they probably listen to the app is what they did, man, because it, I'm, I'm on the website right now. It's called uh, Jesus Free Cruise. So JesusFreeCruise.com. We're giving these guys free promos, man. We should get some, a couple of berths on the boat for this, but, uh. Yeah, or or just like press credentials. I, I think they should. I think they should allow me on for free just to live tweet this and you can live blog it. And, uh, yes. I feel like that. That would do them a lot of good, or at least it would be a lot of fun. Dude, could we get Ronnie Martin and Joy Electric on the lineup? With, how hard would that be? We'll get big that, on it's, the- it's probably good Ronnie's not on this episode. I think you may have mentioned this via text because yeah. he, I'm, if he doesn't know DC Talk, he knows somebody who knows DC Talk. So he's not going to be as willing as we are to um, maybe Ronnie to would- speak freely. Ronnie would be very politic right now, and he would be very uncomfortable with our tone, you know? Because <laughs> make no mistake about it, we're going to go nuts on this thing. <laughs> and, why just gonna, and why wouldn't we? It's the Jesus Freak Cruise. We're going to go berserk on this thing for about 10 minutes. Now, I'm looking at the lineup here. Uh, DC Talk, I'm just going to read these out loud. DC Talk, Newsboys, uh, Toby I, Mac, wait and Wait a minute, Diverse- I thought one of the singers from DC Talk was part of Newsboys now, or is he on Audio they- Adrenaline? Baby, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, so there's a, there's an act on here called Toby Mac and Diverse City. And then there's another act called Kevin Mac, who I thought was in DC Talk or the Newsboys <laughs> so, or both. So they're, they're basically just taking turns. I feel like there's four people on this cruise, but there's like eight acts listed. Right, you know and, then I mean? there's, and then there's ones I've never heard of. Uh, now, maybe our listeners have heard of them, um, which probably says more about our listeners than anything else, which would be Finding Favor, Capital Order. Kings – yeah. Uh, which sounds like Capital Kings sounds like the like a minor league hockey team from like a uh, a 1980s Dude, it, comedy. It does, yeah. Like they play in uh, like Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly, which is not the capital, so that's what makes the name funny. Right. Well, they're the minor league team for the team that plays in the capital. Exactly. In the capital. Yeah. And then I there's and it. then there's Ryan Stevenson, which is. That's a white guy with a guitar. He uh, he sat out on the quad at his college and played. Uh, played Wonderwall and got all the girls. Um, Dude, I went to college with twenty Ryan Stevenses, guarantee it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then there's I'm somebody- click on this while you're reading. I want to do look at him. Have oh. you seen the picture of Ryan Stevenson? No, is he exactly as I picture him though? It's literally the guy you just described. He has a shirt on in the picture, but you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Ooh, Kevin Max looks rough. Like maybe really? he looks like he's straight out of an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Um yeah. Capital Kings. Hmm. Those guys are special. Oh yeah, Brian Stevenson is exactly 
he looks he's a little more angsty than I pictured him. I pictured yeah, a little bit a little more, bit of a frown, man. A little yeah. take, you got a little forearm tattoo situation there. I pictured a little more smarmy and not quite so like angsty, but Yeah, you pictured a little more earnest. Yeah, you know. exactly. But yeah, and then there's somebody named Holland H O L L Y N and uh she looks like she's 14. Yeah, wow, no comment. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's leave her alone because my daughter's only four years younger than her. Um, All right, dude. So uh, I'm, I'm going uh, to read some details about the event. This is straight uh, copy from JesusFreeCruise.com. One of the most influential and groundbreaking acts in Christian music have reunited for a vacation experience like none other. DC Talk will be hosting the ultimate summer family vacation. The Jesus Free Cruise is the first time in 16 years you'll be able to see DC Talk perform. 16 years. Is that is that true? I mean, well, 2000? Is that- I feel like these guys have been doing stuff like kind of ever since, you know? Like maybe not as DC Talk, like I mean, maybe not as been DC. in the industry, but like maybe maybe like that was when DC Talk broke up. I you know, I work with about 15 people who are self-declared CCM experts. I could probably okay. ask one of them, but that would that would be kind of like using Wikipedia and we don't do that as no, but as see, we have I, been chastised I, for. I think as I keep reading, this is going to suss itself out here. Toby, okay. Michael and Kevin will also be bringing their current bands, which will make the cruise even more spectacular. So there's the acknowledgement that these guys all have, like, other bands now. And it's just like a a reunion thing for DC Talk. Yeah. Add in some of their other Christian music friends, and you have a summer vacation you will never forget. Incredible concerts each night. Outstanding speakers and fun in the sun. I didn't see any speakers. Where are the speakers? Dude, baby, how do we get a speaking gig on this thing well we're only d plus or, or thereabouts and so i'm not sure that we rate maybe under onboard activities would would that be hmm. where the speakers are faq frequently asked questions they, this thing's just went up today how many questions could they possibly be asked yeah 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 all right so concerts you'll be able to enjoy the following amazing amenities on the mcs divina all right, that's just like games and stuff. Yeah, that's typical uh, cruisy stuff. Typical um, cruisy stuff. Do you suppose they have a? Do you suppose they have like a a bar on this as a as a Christian music cruise? Because I feel like DC Talk probably enjoys their uh, their beverages. But yeah, how do you handle that if you're? If but if you're DC like, Talk, does this? You know? ex- yeah, how funny is this thing? Exactly, man. And 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 that's maybe that's in the FAQ. Uh, I'm gonna look. Frequently asked questions. How funny are you? Uh, nope, <laughs> yeah, it's not on top here. questions. Here we go. Oh no! This is all like, what time can I board the ship? Oh yeah, this is all cruise stuff. No, I want to know, but I want to know about the essence of this, not the not the, the logistics. Yeah, not the, not the ins and outs. You know. Wow, this is this is incredible. And do you feel like maybe they've spent sixteen years trying stuff with other bands and just realized that they've never been as good as they were when they were DC Talk? I think so, man. I think so. And and you know what? You got to go back to what works. But, here's, here's, but they have to bring their current significant others with them at, yeah, for, for fear yeah. of causing a breakup or something. Yeah, exactly. So here's here's what's going to happen. You know, when you, me, and Big R get just wildly famous because of this thing, man, we're all going to go off and start our own podcasts. It's not going to work, you know. And then we're going to be reuniting in 16 years to do a, a happy rant cruise. A reunion cruise. A reunion cruise. Yes. Dude, all right. Scale of 1 to 10, man. What are the odds? What are the odds that we could get a cruise going like this for the happy rant? And I'm not I'm not even talking about a big cruise now. I'm I'm thinking like I'm cuz I'm a realist pipe, you like know. A, like a fishing trip? Yeah, <laughs> that kind I'm of cruise. Like 
Yeah, a couple summers ago, I rode the ferry from yeah. uh, like uh, Lake Michigan across to Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I bet I bet we could get like a. Uh, <clears throat> I bet we could get like a party boat. Okay. Like a, like a lake cruise party boat on like Lake Mille Lacs in Minnesota. So, Dude, you're you a know. Viking fan. Of course you know about the party boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was wondering how many listeners might pick up on There's that. There's a reference no not, one will get. Not that whatever. kind of cruise, um, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, but a similar setup, you know. Um, maybe like a dinner cruise on Lake Michigan going out from, uh, from Chicago, that kind of thing. I, I feel like the four-day cruise with great concerts and speakers might be a bit beyond our current reach. We could have big R play. We could all three the all the three of us speak, and we could tape a couple apps. Man, that would get us across Lake Michigan. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why not. I and mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, we have the agenda already lined up. We did that one like an episode, whatever it was, fourteen or something. Absolutely, man. It's been, Absolutely. It's been a few months, dude. Now, all kidding aside, how do you feel about these? Um, not so much musicians, but like Christian speakers. Like I know. Uh, I think John MacArthur has done a cruise. I think some of these guys do cruises. Oh, there's Ligonier Ministries is doing a cruise and it's and the theme is um Christian it, it's about suffering. Oh, you're kidding me, dude. So that is a rich. cruise about suffering. I really hope. I really hope that's a cruise on like a homemade raft of of yeah. barrels and boards and they exactly. have like one uh milk gallon jug of water to split between 19 people. Basically like trying to, from like Havana to Miami. Exactly. That's you exactly know? what I was picturing. You got to yeah. swim the last mile and a half. Yeah. And uh yeah, you get you get like a sh- a shiv of wood to try to fight sharks off, and that's uh, that's your that's your cruise for, about Dude, are suffering. Are you kidding me? A cruise about freaking suffering? But since it's Ligonier, they all have to wear coats and ties the whole time. They will be suffering. They'll be hot. Yeah, those those wool suits. Uh, they also they also really pull you under when you jump in the water. They they don't swim <laughs> exactly. well. Dude, that is unreal, man. I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, all the. These guys are getting older, and it means all their supporters are getting older. Everybody's got bucks now, you know. So, I mean, functionally, what's the difference between a cruise and a retreat? Besides, and a really nice hotel. Besides yeah, a perception. Thing. Right, you're floating, you're on the water, whatever. But you know, and, it's, and it's my cruise. guess is cruise companies are not are not doing super well because uh, yeah. the economic downturn and whatnot. So my sure. guess is they get a, they get, they probably get really good deals. And so they're like, well, shoot, we could go, we could go to a mediocre uh, hotel in Orlando and host something, or we could just do a cruise and it's kind of more of an experience. It, I feel like the perception is a real big obstacle though. Like that's not a little thing. Dude, you gotta be, you gotta be the right kind of guy. You got to be older. You got to have an older, rich kind of fan base. Yeah. I mean, you got to be the right guy to pull this off. Like, even if, uh, even if Matty Chandler, you know, even if somebody, he's got a huge fan base. They're probably mostly affluent people. But even if Matty Chandler tried to pull it off, like you get a bunch of thirty-something like white guilt people being like, "Oh, he should, he shouldn't do a cruise," you know? Yeah. Or, he- um, he, he he could never pull it off. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, he could do a retreat. He could do a he could do a week long conference at the Four Seasons, but but yeah, you put him on the water, you put him on a boat, people are freaking out. Yeah, it's know? it is a it, yeah it 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 smacks of luxury, even though cruises really are just sort of packaged family vacations. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there there are higher and lower end ones, but sure. But they they just scream. Well, they they scream luxury and they scream like fifty plus people with pasty legs lying in uh, lying in lawn chairs drinking overpriced drinks with all sorts of flowers and umbrellas sticking out of them. I know it, man. I know it. 
And big hats, sunburn. I know. I want that. I want that for us. Can you imagine what the karaoke will be like on the Jesus Freak Cruise? Oh, dude, it'll be it'll be unreal. I think like ten forty five on a Thursday night on the Jesus Freak Cruise, right mm-hmm. after the amazing speaker is done and everybody has rededicated their life to Christ. There's <laughs> going to be a bunch of like forty four year old women just crushing crushing drinks and belting out new thing like it's their job. Or Amy Grant tracks, man. Yes, yeah. I mean, if they yeah, if they want to go real old school. Dude, why didn't they get Amy Grant for this thing? Would that would is that too much to ask? There's still time. I mean, maybe this I, is maybe this is not the complete list. Of course, maybe they are. Uh, maybe they're just trying to highlight themselves and then bring along a couple friends who won't uh, who won't overshadow them. Maybe she would yeah, overshadow she, them. Dude, she's a headliner, man. She she opens for no one. And really, they don't they don't have any headliners besides themselves, and then these sort of what they describe as these up and coming artists. Dude, what's weird is that they're all in all these bands. So these guys are going to be working. They're going to work like a 10 hour day, you know? I mean, if they they all play. Yeah, their bands won't because they'll only have like one set here and there. But they will, uh, yeah, these guys are going to be, they're going to be busy. Yeah, because like you finish your your set with like the Newsboys and you're like, oh, I got to run over to to the main stage and do my set with DC Talk, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, I hope they don't get like vocal burnout or something. That'd be, that'd be bad. Seriously, how much you want to bet they? How much you want to bet they cancel this in like uh, February of next year? We got to keep our eye on this thing, man. Yeah, this got to be a recurring. This is a this is a this is news that we're going to track here on the program. So if you want to go, uh, it's July 11 through 15 of 2017. So there's time. Yep, there's lots of lots of time to get uh, to get your to get your calendar clear to get your finances in order. Figure to, out uh, your travel, uh, you know situations and dust uh, off the cds and relearn those lyrics you know get get ready for that karaoke party it's uh it's gonna it's gonna be fun dude this is exciting you you know what i probably should have given uh before i even started this segment is uh is something called a trigger warning Ooh, um, yes. one of our one of our readers wrote in readers listeners uh he wrote in and he wanted us to riff on trigger warnings which uh, full disclosure, man, I had to text you during our production meeting this morning and go, I don't even know what that is. You didn't uh, know the term, but as soon as I described it, you're like, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know the term, but I knew I knew very much the ethos. And the trigger warning, yeah, explain it, Pi. So originally the trigger warning was actually a useful thing because it was something that was used it, uh, to try to protect people who had been in traumatic situations. So, hey, there may be some content in here that's going to trigger uh, you know, a strong response. So whether they have PTSD or something like that. It is just sort of a cultural phenomenon now to protect the uh, – how shall I put this? Maybe the, the thin-skinned and weak-minded among us mm-hmm. uh, who, who don't understand any sort of humor or uh, may, will find anything offensive. So you, you, have, to, you have to headline with a, with a trigger warning to say – Hey, there's some content coming down the line you might not like, but it's something that uh, that like professors have to do. For example, if you if you were going to show a movie in one of your classes, you might have to provide a trigger warning because that would offend somebody. If uh, if you guys are going to go through a dude, book, I do that. I totally do that. Of course you do. You have to because yeah. college students uh, often cry about stuff to mm-hmm. their to their mommies and daddies. Um, yeah. If you were going to read a if you were going to read a book that had uh, you know offensive content, and I'm not talking about like. Like there's some stuff you actually want to warn about because it's rough. You right, know? right, right. And then there's yeah. some stuff that you're like, oh, they said the S word. Yeah. Too bad. Deal with it. Um, yeah. So that is that is the trigger warning in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, it's funny. Like, 
you know, this is a thing that I think I've been doing for a while, and uh, I should probably do more of it, to be honest. And, and as the years go by as a college professor, like you realize like the heightened level of all this, and you realize you could spend 20 minutes of each class just caveating everything into the ground. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yes. The, the, Caveats or caveats? Sorry, I'm I'm a little lowbrow. Um, Dude, do you say caveat or caveat? I don't know. That's one of those words. It's uh, it, it, I, Dude, always, me, I always me, feel like I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. What's that? Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of them like that. Do you say? Uh, stop me if we've talked about this in the program before. Do you say banal or banal? I say banal. Okay, but I've heard banal, and I don't feel like I need to correct people who say it that way. I just say banal. I think the only reason people don't say. Uh, who say banal instead of banal is because they don't like what it rhymes with. Yeah, right, man. That would right. be my guess. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm what about, right. is it niche or niche? Now, see, I said niche in class the other day, and I got I got destroyed by my students. They were just like, oh, Cluck, you're so pretentious. Yeah, but they're all from Middle Tennessee. They barely speak English. Right, I'm like, I'm a college professor. Can I, I, I am I not allowed to be pretentious once in a while? Yeah, I mean, next, you, you need to wear a little more tweed just to, just to up yeah. your pretension cred. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing it for the ability to be pretentious, you know? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Seriously. So so you said you you have you have sort of uh instinctively been offering trigger warnings for years. Dude, instinctively and and honestly, man, I try to as much as I can. And we're a Christian university, so I mean, I try to like really err on the side of like protecting the innocence of my students because and I mean, we're not dealing in like super rough raw content in my classes right. but but yeah every once in a while you read something you know i'll bring in a story i'll read it and um you know it, it will occur to me that there's some rough content in there that maybe some kids in our classes haven't been uh, exposed to so i always give them the option of like an alternate assignment or you know something um and yeah movies with showing movies dude i i just always err on the side of you know i'd rather show something boring and like uncontroversial than, than something that'll like rile a bunch of people up because yeah, you, you just don't want to deal with that, man. And I feel like even if you were right in your decision to show it, the heat always comes back on you. Cause you could give warnings yeah. say, Hey, we're going to show this next week, you know? So, uh, if you decide you don't want to be part of this, let me know, whatever, um, whatever, you know, you need to say, <clears throat> but at some point somebody's going to mention to their parent, Hey, he showed Requiem for a dream in class. And, uh, and the parents going to go look it up on I don't know whatever site it is you look up content these yeah. days I I've, I've lost track of these things and then they're going to they're going to come back and like it's it's going to come back around on you even though you did all of the right things and so I feel like the trigger warning is it's it used to be to protect the the consumer yeah. now it's to protect the person giving the warning it's like saying, hey, fair warning, I'm legally protected by this trigger warning that yeah. uh, you may be offended, but I, I did my thing to, 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 to protect myself. Dude, before long, we're going to have to like print those things and post them in our classrooms. You know what I mean? I Just mean, get I, etched in stone. Yes. I, I feel like if I, as a professor, you almost just have to give a blanket one at the beginning of the year and say, hey – uh, I recognize you guys are coming from different places. Some of you have been exposed to lots of things. Some have been exposed to a few things. Different things offend different people. We're going to yep. read content or view content. Some of it will be controversial, and I yep. recognize that. Uh, but controversy is is part of growing up. Like put your right. big boy pants on and right. uh, and let's learn some stuff. That's it, man. That's pretty much what I do, dude. You want to know the you want to know the one thing that I've taken heat for pop culture wise. Ooh, fun. It's going to kill you, man, because it, it's so stupid. <laughs> It's just the dumbest thing. So 
I had a kid come into my classroom and we were just bantering before class. We were talking about the band Nickelback and they're because of how terrible they are, right? Yes, they are the worst. And we're kind of busting chops, laughing about Nickelback and and but the kid's like, you know, I, I really like that song Rockstar. And uh, and and for some reason in my head, like I couldn't place it. Like I knew the song, but I and I knew I'd heard it probably a hundred times, but I couldn't I couldn't think of it. And so I'm like, oh, let's listen to Rockstar, you know. So we start listening to Rockstar. People are filing in, man. Everybody's singing along, you know, because it's a crappy song, but it's really yeah, singable. Yeah, it's, it's a total earwig. Everybody knows it. Yeah, it's an earwig. Everybody knows it. Everybody's singing along, man. So it's this really funny, rollicking moment where everybody's singing along to Rockstar, you know, the lyrics of which are, you know, typical, like, you know, stupid kind of excess and decadence type lyrics or right. whatever. But uh, but I, I had that's, somebody That's sort of Nickelback in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. Stupid exactly. excess and decadence. I took some heat for that. So, you know, I, I yeah, learned my I, lesson. No more Nickelback in the class. I got the same thing when I was uh, when I when I was doing youth ministry a while back. And I was I was at church at like a four o'clock on a Wednesday getting ready for the, the evening thing. It started at like six thirty and I was yeah. playing Garth Brooks while okay. I uh, while I set up the chairs and got the soundboard set up and stuff. And yeah. like three students got there early and uh-huh. and one of them told their parents. They didn't tattle on me. They just mentioned it in passing. And it, you know, I had one of those like pull me aside conversations. Like, is that really what you think you should be playing? I'm like, I didn't play it as a worship song. I yeah, wasn't right. like rocking to friends in low places with 60 teenagers while we had a Holy Spirit <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, those. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I guess I should have. I should have trigger warning the hallway that they might hear some Garth Brooks when they walk oh, down dude, there. Yeah, post something on the door. I wasn't know. mature enough to know that those things were necessary at the time. Oh man, I know stuff like that is exhausting, dude. It is thin-skinned well, people are exhausting. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a it's a weird thing because yeah, I mean, in youth ministry or in like college teaching, you, you know, you do like there there's a huge part of me that that wants to protect their innocence. You know what I mean? Because I mean, we know how nasty the world is, and, right? And, you know, part of me, you know, their their parents are shelling out huge bucks to send them here so that somebody does protect their innocence. So. Um, you know, I don't take that lightly, but, but yeah, at the same time, it's like, you could spend your whole life caveating and, and apologizing preemptively and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's rough, man. Well, let's, uh, let's sign off with, uh, with a discussion of Christian email sign offs. Um, you got a note from, uh, from another listener, this guy, explain it. You explained it off the air. It was, it was really interesting. Yeah. He, he, he's a, he's sort of late coming to the Christian culture, I guess is a good way to put it. And, uh, he, he was asking about, about Christian email signups, which most of us will have run across. And so like on the low end, you have like blessings, comma, Barnabas Piper on the high end, you have like, uh, the the full Pauline benediction, you know, or, and then you have people who have like the Bible verses that are sort of their standard signature at the bottom sure, and things like that. Sure. So he's, he said he was experiencing uh sort of low grade guilt about not being as Christian in his sign offs as some other people. And, uh, and just trying to, he wanted us to just sort of suss this out a little bit, sort of how, how does the Christian email sign off work? Is there a hierarchy? Yeah. Is it, does it, is it an expression of holiness? Is it a one? Oh, there's absolutely thing? a hierarchy. Okay, so so let's let's talk through the hierarchy. So I said on the low end is like blessings. To me, that's that's dude, about, agree, that's about as Christian as I'll get in a sign. Dude, off. Blessings, blessings is like one rung up from like best or best yeah. wishes. It's like, you know what a, I mean? it's like have a good one, except except it like you pulled it from the Psalms. 
It's really low key, man. Really, really low key. If if, if I was ever going to use a, a Christian email sign off, it would probably be blessings. I, in fact, pipe. Have you ever used one of these? Uh, I've I, blessings is about the the most. I'll uh, this is about the highest I'll go on this scale. I don't really know what's above that. Like, I'm sure we can. Well, we can talk through it. I I yeah. don't know what's next on the list, but yeah, I don't I don't go for the whole uh, the whole benediction. Unless it's somebody I know and it's like they ask for prayer and so then yeah. it's signing off with like praying for you or something. But that's – I feel like that's a – that's a Dude, note. I, I, that's not a sign-off. I think one one rung up from blessings on the – on the uh, you know, the the, the, the sign-off strata here is uh, in him. Ooh, yes. In him. In is, him, yep. comma. You now, know, Barnabas Piper. Is, is in him – like is that sort of a statement of, of – uh, <laughs> ontology like uh, we exist in him him being him being christ or is it yeah. is it a is it a blessing saying you know kind of like a go with god um, yeah i think it's both man it's a both and or is it saying that i wrote this from a place of being in him yeah but what if you didn't i mean what if it's about fantasy football you know what i mean and that is what always if- hilarious when people are like yucking it up and then in him you know yeah Steve. right <laughs> Wait, like what? hey i'll trade you you know uh paxton lynch for uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott in him, you know, <laughs> like, I, don't, I mean, I, I know that God is sovereign over all things, but I don't think he cares about fantasy football that much. Exactly. So, so I, I above, above a, in him, what do we have? God bless. Or is that kind of like, is that kind of like blessings? God bless and blessings. I think, I, I think that's pretty, yeah, pretty equivalent. So I think God blesses down there with blessings and then in him. And then what's above in him. Oh, let's see here. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go pull up this guy's message and uh, and see it, what he might have suggested. I mean, there's. I feel like the top level is you. You do have like pulling pulling. You know, Augustine quotes or something like. Dude, that. Dude, you know you know what was big in our in our sub uh, kind of. Uh, dude, I can't talk today. What's what's big <laughs> in our uh, subculture for a while, and I, and I'm seeing people going away from it now. I don't see it as much as I did like five years ago, but the. One of the five solas. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see a lot of this? Did yep. you see a lot yeah, of five like solas? Solideo, Gloria. Uh, yeah. That that one. That, or, and but that one's common enough that people now shorten it to SDG. Are you kidding me? No, they say SDG. I'm not kidding. Yes. So oh. the first time I saw SDG, I was like, I have to Google this, but I'm afraid what I'll find because you just Google random letters, and you're either going to find like enough. a finance firm or who knows what. So okay, SDG. so here. Here are some other examples. Um, uh, let's see. In Christ, we talked about that one. Serving yeah. Him, okay, for the glory of God, okay. Uh, so Again, though, a, what if the what if the email content is uh, banal or banal? So again, I'll trade you. Uh, I'll, I'll trade you Laquan Treadwell for um, I don't know uh, uh, next yeah. year's second round pick and yeah. um, for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For my fantasy team's glory and also the glory of God. Yes, because I intend to possibly win God because my fantasy for money. Team, you know. Yeah, I, I, I see fantasy football as a platform. You know. So this this person, you know, I said it's a man. Yeah. There's a man and a woman in the picture, and the name is Jamie. Hmm. It could be the woman. I don't. Sorry, Jamie. I uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to guess wrong on the gender. So he or picture? she who sent this. Well, it's, I mean, it's a Facebook message. Oh, it's so a it's, Facebook thing. You know, okay. it's just their little their little thumbnail. Uh, let's see. Uh, so they're wondering, are they less Christian if they don't use these? They said they prefer a simple thank you or something of the like. Um, Dude, yeah, I'm a, I'm a best guy, man. Always best. 
best. Yeah, I you know I, I usually just sign my name. Best or thanks or yeah, yeah, thanks is good. Or or I just sign off with you know if it's a if it's a work email, you know, looking forward to hearing back from you. Let me know what you think. You know, just whatever that sort of like nudge this thing along is because it's it's functional communication. I'm not writing a love letter. Dude, let me let me say this though, man. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a second. There's a dude. I, I would call this guy a mentor of mine. He's he's older. He's in his sixties. Um, amazing guy, right? Like the least pretentious dude there is. Uh, really genuine, really smart. Um, but yeah, not at all that guy. Not at all like show off guy. Signs every email, you know, in the in the warm bonds of Christ. Which, if anybody else did it, I would be rolling my eyes. You know what I mean? But if it's this guy, like, for some reason, it works for him. But if I did it, it would look weird, you know? Yeah. No, I'm yeah, that, <laughs> I'm trying to picture an email from Ted with, in the warm bonds of Christ. That's uh, kind of creepy. And you know creepy. what, to that, though, not to get too all, like, you know, soul-searchy and existential here, but, like, there's a part of me that wishes I was more of a in the warm bonds of Christ guy. <clears throat> like, that it wouldn't shock you that I would send that email. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that might be the guilt this particular listener is asking about because it's yeah. that's that's needing to like baptize normal communication. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's like when it, when you say hi to somebody and you in passing and and they 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 turn it into like a what are you thankful for today conversation. You're like I yeah. I just said what's up. You know, yeah. I, and that person is sincere. So you're not, you're not <laughs> questioning their sincerity, but yeah, yeah. there is a sense of like, there's a, there's like a normal way to get things done that does not involve <clears throat> the need for, you know, theologizing or baptizing something or, or quoting yeah. scripture. Right. <clears throat> and, right. And, and, and sort of wedging it in there, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's natural, if you're having a conversation via email about, you know, about spiritual things or right, whatever. Some, kind of, somebody's it, going through a hard time and you're trying to help them through it and you sign yeah. off with, you know, blessings in Christ. Like that means yeah. something because they yeah. need blessings. Yeah. And Christ is the solution to their challenges. And so that means yeah. a thing. And But if you just, yeah, but if you sign off like a mundane thing or it's a, it's a work email and you're like, hey, can we bump that meeting on Wednesday from two o'clock to three o'clock uh, yeah. in him yeah, or whatever that. I feel like that almost cheapens it. It's like it's like God bless becoming. It's right. kind of it's it, it's about as cheap as saying oh my god, which doesn't really right. mean oh my god anymore. It's just an expression of surprise or whatever. Sure, sure. There's a yeah, cheapening I can, I can, aspect. I can see this this guy being really confused by it though, because if you're new to the if you're new to the game, man, it would uh, yeah it would it would be hard to to like suss all that out. So I did he give any indication as to like. What he's doing, email sign-off wise, at this point, he, you know, he just said preferred the uh, he or she, I should say, preferred the the simple thank you, and was uh, was trying to figure out what did they say here? He said, "I have a sound understanding and love for the gospel. I don't think I need to prove it by having a quote unquote Christian sign-off. Uh, I may be totally off base in spouting heretical thought, but I think it would make an interesting rant to listen to us discuss this." And then he, then he asks about like, is this one-upmanship between reformed Christians or being mm. more theological or proving your piety or things like that? All of which <clears throat> I think are very valid questions because I agree. S- some of those you look at and you're like, 
that's kind of like wearing your Eagle Scout uniform around town. That's Dude, that it, would, like. it would be worse in certain contexts. Like if you were in seminary oh, with goodness. a bunch of other guys who were trying to like kind of one-up each other in that way. Somebody's going to go to the Latin. Somebody's going to pull out so, a Luther quote in German. Oh, dude, yes. Going to the Latin, going to the Luther. Absolutely. Yeah, just there. Somebody's going to pull in something pseudo philosophical because they're yeah. they're 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 kind of outside and beyond the the mere theologians. It's That's oh right. yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm getting my hackles are going up just thinking about that. That that's annoying. Dude, have you ever had anybody uh, go to the Latin on you? I feel like if they did, I would just I would just write back and write something like you know et cetera Barnabas because that's about all <laughs> the Latin I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Didn't uh, in Tombstone? Remember in Tombstone where uh, Johnny Ringo comes into the bar where uh, where Doc Holliday's playing blackjack and they've both been drinking and they're quoting Latin at each other. Remember that? I love the scene because that's the one where where Ringo does the whole gun flipping. Show Dude, he does the gun flipping thing, <laughs> and then uh, and then Doc does it with the little tin shot glass, with the little tin cuff, and he's just oh, sloppy it's, it's drunk. Priceless. But they, I was trying to think of the Latin thing that Doc uses. To to sort of diffuse Johnny Ringo in that scene. Yeah, there are Latin phrases that I've heard that I think are, you know, they're. I'm like, that's a really smart thing, and I wish I could remember that, but I never do, and I would never sign off an email with it. It's just sort of one of those like it's like a philosophical argument, or oh, this is the Latin name for that uh, that fallacy or something. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't know the first thing about putting that in an email. Like to me, communication should be as streamlined as possible. And the more wasted words, and in this case, Latin would be wasted words, the more you're just you're just taking up my time and you're do filling you think, up uh, my space. Do you think Big R's ever experimented with the uh, the Christian sign off? Oh, I'm certain he he's a pastor. He has to. Yeah, but uh, he's not that kind of guy, though. I, I wonder what I wonder what he's going with. I mean, I'm days. sure he's I, I, he doesn't strike me as the type to go pretentious like. You yeah, know. yeah. Dude, I could see him dabbling, especially with his flock, you know, with the congregation. I could like see him one, doing the five, one of the five solos for sure. I was sure. going to say that. Yeah, I could, I could see him dabbling in a five sola here or there. Possibly possibly pulling up a Greek term and, and find, you know, finding that little Greek font. Um, I oh, could, yeah. I could see that, like, yeah. underneath his name. That's more like a signature as opposed to, like, the sign-off. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, man. Interesting. But I feel like he would try to do it in a way that made people ask questions as opposed to a way that proved anything about himself. Yeah. That yeah. would be my guess. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hmm, I kind of wish he was on for this one because Dude, I, I, bet he, I bet he gets a whole bunch of emails. I bet he does that, too. Uh, that, have, that have the I wonder what the Sojourn off. kind of cultural sign-off is. You know what I mean? I feel like each of these brands, each of these kind of church planting brands have probably their own their own sign-off. Uh, yeah protocol as it were yeah sojourn you know? sojourn has a has a fair number of has a fair number of of uh hipsters and like yes. as we've discussed previously and so like the hipster church culture is decidedly different because they're not going to go they're not going to go seminarian in the same way yeah they're going to yeah. try to find something a little bit more avant-garde you know i feel like hipsters aren't even emailing you know what i mean <laughs> if you email them they just roll their they're eyes. probably talking some other way they're probably writing they're writing with a quill you know what I mean? They're writing with a quill on like paper pigeons. That paper that they've pulped themselves, like in their basement. You know, they've got a little pulping operation and a, and a quill and an inkwell and you know whatever looks good, like in calligraphy. That's like sincerely. And then they snap a picture of it and text it. 
Absolutely. They snap, they snap a picture of it or, and snap or Snapchat it. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, then, then it's and then it's it's like this message will self destruct as soon as you close it. Indeed, indeed, genius. But, but then they take another picture for the Instagram account, yes. so that it's there forever. And then they still have the actual physical artifact, and they store that in in uh, a large leather volume. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Hipsters are awesome. Oh, they're the best, man. Well, we talk about were it not for hipsters, you know. They give us so much to talk about. It's enjoyable. Ah, I mean, I guess I guess we just have to pick on like the chinos and polo crowd, but that's uh, yeah. that's kind of like hitting a kid with glasses. Dude, you know what's the least hipster thing in the world? Oh, the goodness. DC Talk cruise. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to guess the John MacArthur cruise, but they're both. Yeah, those are those are one and one a in terms. Yeah, of the, it's, the least it's hipster. Thing. Well, it's it's the difference between the forty, you know, the forty to fifty year olds and the you know fifty five to seventy five year olds. Exactly, man. I Dude, feel like I the Doctor David Jeremiah cruise, if it exists, would would be uh, would be the least least hipster. Dude, yeah, that's that's one level even less hipster than uh, than what we just mentioned. We may have talked about this before, but is his first name actually Doctor? His first name is Doctor. Okay, yeah, it, because yeah, I've never heard him referred to as anything except Doctor David Jeremiah. No, me neither. His kids refer to him as Doctor Doctor David. I'm, I'm your dad, but you can call me Doctor David Jeremiah. Right. Doc you know? for Doc for short. Yeah, it's talk like we're getting really on Christmas, you know, if we're getting really informal. But uh yeah, the Dr. David Jeremiah cruise. Now that would be a that would be a hoot. That would be something. <laughs> it would. On it the would. plus side, his son does an awesome football podcast. So he does, man. I'm a huge fan of his son. Yeah, what so. is it? Move the sticks, is that the name? Move of it? the sticks, yeah. man, with Bucky Brooks. Yeah, they, they do great stuff. They if for football nerds, they uh that's a great podcast. Dude, yeah, and I I, I usually love the the Simmons you know, uh, lineup of podcasts, but, but their football stuff is pretty lame. I think compared to, uh, to move the sticks. Yeah. When they did the Grantland one and they had Bill Barnwell and Robert Mays together, it was good. But, uh, since then it's just, yeah, it's just sort of become more like, I feel like they focus on the business of the NFL more than the football of the NFL. Indeed. Indeed. Well, dude, speaking of business and, uh, the business of radio, um, we have wandered to and fro, uh, throughout this podcast, uh, we appreciate the boys at Resonate Recordings. Always, um, always appreciate the the hard work that they do with these audio files and making us sound good. Um, and we appreciate Big R, Ronnie Martin, who no doubt is somewhere doing something uh, photographable right now. So uh, if you're if you're curious as to what oh, Ron is up we, to, we can't sign off before before I say this. Um, so we you know we were discussing his uh, sartorial stylings last week and somebody somebody commented uh, i think it was on twitter and said those jeans that we were trying to describe that are tapered but and 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 like fitted but not uh but not skinny he said they're called the slim straight jean oh geez i feel like (laughs) i feel like that is a joke that's just just waiting to get me fired is what that is Dude, seriously, it sounds like a cigarette uh, type. You know what I mean? Virginia Slim Straits. Like Virginia Slim Straits. I, I only smoke Slim Straits. Slim Straight Unfiltered. Slim Straight Unfiltered. Yeah, that that's all I smoke. But anyway, apparently that's uh, those are the jeans that we said that Ronnie wore. So he's a Slim Straight guy. Dude, I love it. Well, he'll be back next week, Lord willing, to address uh, all these important things that we've, that we've wondered aloud about him. So... Um, yeah, man, this has been uh, this has been great. We've wandered to and fro, and uh, until next time, Rachel the Hell Evans. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? 
are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.